talk a little bit about, and since, and listen, I'm not playing judge here today, praise God. Uh, I want to talk about the birth of Christ, the, tr- the birth, the true birth of Christ. I've learned a little bit and I've studied because everybody's thinking about, well, no, they're not thinking about Jesus, really. I've never saw Jesus so far out of Christmas than I've seen it today. I put the TV on, there's nothing about Jesus. I mean, there's a bunch of Christmas commercials but, and, and, and people having Christmas celebrations, but not a word about Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to think maybe he ain't in it. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to be mean, and I don't think somebody that celebrates Christmas, I know a few of them, that's, a lot of people that celebrate, that love the Lord, they're going to heaven, okay? So I'm not placing a, a, whether they do or not, whether they go to heaven or not. I just want to learn the truth. How many want truth today, praise God? And I'm going to give you a word this morning, praise God, and I pray you receive it. Uh, I believe truth's what matters, Right? Truth is the, 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 the foundation of God's word, right? Uh, me as a believer, I honor his birth every chance I get, every day. <laughs> because I realize that without Jesus coming to this earth and dying for my sins, I'd be lost, right? The proclamation in the Old Testament prophets about Jesus' return or Jesus' coming was heralded as a great event. Because they, especially Isaiah, he brought a lot about, and I'm going to show you something through the Word of God, but I want to pray, okay? I want you to have hard to be open this morning, okay? Uh, I'm not telling you to be a Christmas basher or go bash somebody that does celebrate Christmas because you know, there, are those, there are Christians that are do it and, and, and they love the Lord. I believe they're going to heaven, sincerely. I believe they, you know, they think they're doing what's right, okay? And I'm not against that. I mean, that's... You know, I'm going to show you a scripture where Paul said, if you honor a day, a certain day, you honor it under the Lord, right? So if somebody comes to me and says, well, I'm honoring Jesus this day. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. That's, that, is your, that is what you're doing. God says, he says, whatever you do, you honor it under the Lord, the day under the Lord. You steam a day more high than the other day, or you steam every day alike. It's still under the Lord, right? So you don't judge a, a person by what day they honor. Or what they keep, you honor their, you, you charge them by their faith, right? What comes out of their mouth. The Bible says in, in, in Proverbs, a false balance is an abomination in the sight of the Lord. The, the, the scriptures does not ignore the birth of Jesus, right? We know it's, it was a great prophecy that was, that was going to happen. Like I said, during the Old, especially the Old Testament, they were waiting for that day. They were looking forward for the, you know, one, one person that comes to my mind in the, in the New Testament was the old prophet Simeon. You remember when uh, Moses, um, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to be circumcised? And then this old prophet, he saw this and he said the Lord would not let him die till he sees the Messiah. So when Mary and Joseph brought him in, he acknowledged, he said, now my eyes have seen thy salvation. You know, they were waiting. There was anticipation for the birth of Jesus. I'm going to read you some scriptures, and I want to tell you what I think, okay? Know what I know what the Lord spoke to my heart about. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 7, real quick. And I'm gonna, I want you to read it for yourself, Okay? This is the Old Testament prophets of the coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, okay? It was a very great event. It was a, it was a day that men were looking for, especially the Jewish people. Sad to say, when he came, they rejected him. <laughs> you know, John says that he came to his own and his own received him not. The Messiah that was coming to save them from their sins and deliver them from the bondage of uh, the Rome, they rejected. Christ's coming meant that me and you would see salvation at, its, at the cross. You know, I, I, wanna, I don't want to go ahead of myself, but I can about imagine 
these shepherds that were in the field, they're just doing their, their work. They, they're just taking care of their sheep. And there comes an angel of the Lord and appears to them and says, Now in the city of David, is born Christ the Lord. And the Bible says that there was a heavenly rejoicing. Heaven burst out in worship because of this great event. And the event brought down the praises of God. And there's a reason why I'm, I'm telling you that because, well, first of all, he was not born on the 25th of December. Because the shepherds would have never been in the field during that time. It was much too cold. He'd probably been born somebody October, maybe, September, sometime in the fall, maybe, right, when, when he was a little warmer. But they would have never been in the field. And by showing you this, you know, we need to understand he was born at a certain time of the year. The 25th was a day where a lot of pagan deities claimed to be born. And I don't want to go into all of that. And uh, How did that get in the church? Well, the Catholic Church is, is, the, is the main corporate. They brought in paganism into the church. They, they brought in people that worshipped you know, different gods and idolatry. And they just named it their, their, their new gods after Christian names. That's what they've done. The word Christ Mass is a Catholic term, or Christmas. The Mass was an abomination to the Lord because the Mass, the Catholic Church came up with the Mass when they needed to raise money to build St. Peter's Square. And the Pope decided that he would start selling indulgence. And by doing that, they raised enough money. And what is an indulgence? Indulgence is that you're praying for a person that's in purgatory, which doesn't exist. It's a made-up place. And by buying these indulgence, buying these masses, they would have a mass said, and, and you could pray your loved one out of purgatory, which is an abomination. It's not in the Bible. But it did so well that they raised up enough money to build St. Peter's Square. And they've been doing it ever since. One of the biggest Ponzi schemes that ever came out of... <laughs> Out of, the, uh, out of the system is, is, is the mass. And I know people will be listening to us on the internet and they might get upset with me. I'm sorry, that's the truth. The word Christmas or Christ Mass is a Catholic holiday. But the birth of Jesus is not. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Uh, the event that took place whenever it did I know it wasn't the 25th. I can almost show you that. Of December. was a great event. And I watched it. I was reading these scriptures. I'm going to tell you something. Praise God. I could see the spirit of worship. When the birth of Jesus was spoken of. Okay. Did I tell you to turn to Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14? Therefore. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. <laughs> I'm reading out the New King James section right here. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, New Testament says that it means God with us. Mary had a baby called Jesus, born of a virgin. And he came. An acknowledgement of his name was called Emmanuel, which is God with us. The event took place in Bethlehem. We know the story, right? They went to be taxed, or we call it today uh, a census that the, the, the Roman government had put out, that everybody was to go get registered. Kind of like we do today with our senses. And they had to know where everybody was born and where their ancestries was coming from. And, and so Mary and Joseph took off and they, while they were there, Mary started ready to labor. She was went into labor. She was ready to deliver. And they couldn't find a place, right? 
None of you all read the story. I'm going to re-quote it for you for the sake of what I'm talking about. And they found the only place they could find was the name. We, they, they call it, you ever seen them little pictures, the little hut with the little cute little hut with the little animals and the sheep and the, and, and the donkey? That wasn't what it was like. <laughs> it was a cave. And the sh- and, and, and Wally would, and that, it, was, it was not a, uh, that's the glamorous manger scene you see today. When Jesus was born, they put him in a horse trough or a feeding trough. And the Bible says that they wrapped him in swallowing cloth. What that was, it was a sweat rag <laughs> that would wipe the animals down with. This was glamorous. <laughs> I thought about it and listen to me. You, I want you to get a picture of this in your mind. He's in this stable. It's, 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 it's for animals. I could about imagine the smell. The horse dung and, and animal dung and whatever they were, the animals were just in there. And I could imagine the stink and the odor. Well, that ain't as glamorous as the little. <laughs> you know, come on. They got him put in a little, almost like a little handmade cradle. Like Joseph would have built a little. Like we call it a little, what you call that, a little cradles, whatever, babies, we put babies in, basconet. But it was a feeding trough where the animals ate out of. And they placed the Lord of the universe <laughs> in this feeding trough wrapped up with animal sweat rag and animal smell and dung and whatever was covering that place. And the shepherds were in the field, and they, they, got a, they, they saw an angel. An angel appeared to them, and the other story goes, they, they, they rejoiced when they saw this, 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 this being, this angel. And the heavenly hosts sang. And I, I joke with people. I said, you know that song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing? That's unscriptural. I never saw an angel in the Bible named Harold. Well, you get it. <laughs> Hark to Harold. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> I know it's not a popular subject, but the truth is the truth, right? So they gathered together, and they went, and then they found Jesus, right? And the first thing they did, you know, they worshiped. What was happening when these angels appeared? They worshipped. They met. Even after two years later, when the wise men finally got up to Jesus, and he wasn't in a manger, he was in a house. You have to read the whole story. Uh, when Herod had ordered them to go look for Jesus so he could come to worship them. You remember that story? And what happened, he ended up wanting to kill Jesus because he didn't want nobody to take his kingship, right? So... The wise man went and they looked for two years. Jesus was already two years old when they got to him. And they worshipped. They found him. They gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But they worshipped. I want to ask you a question this morning. I'm not going to keep you too long today. But do you, what you see in the modern day Christmas, is that about Jesus? Is all this stuff going on about Jesus' birth? You know, there's more people committing suicide on Christmas than any day of the year. There's more people committing adultery, drunkenness, reviling, ungodliness on Christmas than any time of the year. Do you honestly think Jesus wants us to honor his birth that way? Uh Oh, (laughs) you see everything. I mean, the whole world's exalting Christmas. There's nobody speaking bad about it. There's nobody saying, you know, uh, anything negative about Christmas. My Bible says that what highly esteem among men is an abomination in the sight of God. I know I'm, I don't want to be a party pooper, but I'm going I'm to tell you the truth. What does the Bible teach about his birth? It's a great event. It's an event that was, was worshipped. I mean, heaven rejoiced. I mean... Everybody that came in contact with Jesus worshipped him, right? 
But what you see out there is not worshiping Jesus. It's more commercialism. People get more in debt during Christmas time than any time of the year. They suffer more and can't pay their bills, but they'll find money to go buy Christmas presents and buy all this other stuff and, and put themselves, you know, I, I can't see Jesus being in that, okay? I'm not against the birth of Jesus. <laughs> Y'all listen to me. I think, it, you know, it's a, it's a great event, but this is not about Jesus or his birth. You just got to put the TV on for five minutes and you tell me if you hear Jesus' name once. I'll be surprised. Anything about the birth of Jesus? Tell me. I'll be surprised. You remember years when we were growing up, the little drummer boy came on the scene every year. He would offer up a gift of his music because he had nothing to give Jesus when he went to the, the manger. He, he played his drum. Remember Charlie Brown's Christmas? Where they asked Charlie Brown about what was the real meaning of Christmas. He sat down and talked about the birth of Jesus. I haven't seen it yet this year. Not one time have I seen them show this little Christmas classic. That's what they call it. Really, we also see it when we're grown up. Don't even talk about it. Don't, don't, all they'll talk about Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And they'll talk about Frosty the Snowman. But those two, mo- those two little programs that really talked about Jesus' birth ain't even mentioned. Like I said, when I was growing up, that, that was the first thing they put on TV. I mean, now don't even show it no more. We got to get Jesus out. Maybe he was never in it to start, <laughs> right? And you find, you find all of that thing about Jesus, all about his birth, is starting to be been washed under the rug. Now it's about the Christmas tree. Now it's about the mistletoe. Now it's about eggnog. Now it's about Santa Claus. Now it's about all this other stuff. Is it really Jesus' birthday? Is it, is it really honoring his birth? Listen, I don't want to put a damp on this. Please, don't say. You, you, you celebrate Christmas. I mean, that's between you and the Lord. You know, that's, that's your conviction, okay? I'm, you, you're not going to heaven whether you do or not. The thing is, what I'm saying is that don't put Jesus in something that he's not. See? At one time, like I said, they used to, add, they used to include Jesus, right? Now, if you put a manger scene... On a, on, on a public place, they're going to sue you. But you can hang a, a, a LGB flag right in the middle of the White House, and nobody says nothing. Come on, somebody. You can put Santa Claus flying over the roofs and, and, and all the, you, know, all that, you can do all of that, but you can't, put a, you can't put Jesus no more. Can't have something to represent Christ. Okay. Let me read some stuff to you, okay? In Isaiah 9, verse 6. Remember, I want to keep this in mind. If Christmas or any holiday is not about the worship of Jesus, God is not in it. Right? God is not in it. You can say he is all you want. As long as Jesus... Now, people say, well, I worship Jesus. Well, that's great. I'm going to read you a scripture. It said you have all the right if you honor a day unto the Lord. Right? If you honor his birth today... You, you, to esteem a day greater than another, that's between you and God, right? Because Paul made it very clear in Romans chapter 14, verse 5. He says, he who esteems a day above another esteems it unto the Lord. So if you want to honor Jesus' birth today or whatever, and you do it unto the Lord, if you, you, you say, I'm honoring Jesus, then Paul said, you honor it unto the Lord. If you don't honor it and you esteem every day alike, you still honor it under the Lord, right? I didn't write this book. The Holy Ghost did it. Because back in those days, when Paul was writing this, everybody wanted to do this, skip this, do this day. It doesn't matter it, where, where you place your heart at today, right? My problem is this. If we know something is wrong, and we know that the Bible doesn't support it. Then I'm all for worshiping Jesus. I'm all for honoring his birth today. If it's about worshiping him. You understand what I'm saying? If it's about loving him, it's about honoring him. Yeah, let's do it. I'm all for it. 
And you, you, if you say, I'm doing it for him, well, that's great. I mean, worship him. Thank God for his birth. But is it about his birth? Is it about Jesus at all? He goes here and he says, in chapter, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. That's going to happen. It ain't happened yet, but it's going to happen. That Jesus is going to rule and reign this earth. And there's no one that's going to be able to stand against him. Not going to be that little baby in the manger anymore. He's going to be king of kings and lord of lords. Hallelujah. And he's going to be ruling with a rod of iron. It ain't going to be the little cute little baby you see in the, in, in, in the manger with a little glow flowing in the back. It's going to be, he's, going to be, he's going to be ruling this earth. He's coming back to take over. And somebody say, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Come on, Holy Ghost. You want to talk about worshiping Jesus? Wonderful. Mighty God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, that makes somebody want to shout. Yes. Prince of Peace. Yes, what a day. You want to honor him? You want to worship his, his birth? Here it is. He is the great king, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father. Somebody said, do you, do you honor Jesus' birth? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what this verse says. I'm a, he's the king of kings. Lord of, we don't want to hear all that. We don't want to hear nothing about Jesus being the boss and Jesus taking over. <laughs> Come on. Yes, he will. I got news for him. He's got a reservation to come back. <laughs> and he's coming back with all the power of heaven behind him. Hallelujah. This little baby. This little Jesus. Little harmless little baby in the manger is coming back with all the power of heaven behind him. Praise God. And there ain't nobody going to stop him. Ooh, that, that makes me want to shout. That wants me, makes me want to thank God he was born. Thank God he came. Right? We want to worship his birth. There's a perfect verse to do it. Look, he's not a baby anymore, Sister <laughs> He's not, he's not a, little, a little defenseless child. He's coming back. And he's coming back, and he ain't happy. He's coming back with judgment under his wings to judge this world. Okay. Turn with me to Luke chapter 2, and I'm, we're going to read through the story, okay? And I'm going to keep you too much longer, seriously. Oh. Uh, I told you just a minute ago, if you want to honor his birth today, I mean, if you honor it under the Lord, Paul said it, you honor, you esteem one day above another, then you honor it under the Lord, right? It has nothing to do with the Christmas tree and the Santa Claus and, 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 and all this stuff going on. If you in your own heart say, this is a day where I choose to honor Christ and his birth, well, I believe that's commendable. I think you should have done it yesterday. I think you should have done it last week. Why do we wait till the 25th? That's my issue. Why do we wait? Because everybody's doing it. No, no, everybody's not doing it. We might be a very few little churches that are still preaching that it's still paganism Christmas. It's still against, you know, it's, it's the worship of, of false gods. It's, it's not... Jesus, you know, I'm going to read you something in a minute. I'm a, I don't get ahead of myself. I'm going to prove to you I'm right. Okay, chapter uh, 2 of Luke, verse 1. It came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the world should be taxed or registered. The King James says taxed. And this census first took place while... Or Ornias uh, was governor of Syria. So all, all went out to be taxed or registered. Everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee. Out of, out of the city of Nazareth and Judah to the city of David. Which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife. 
who was with child. So it was while they were there, the days were completed or she was given ready to have birth. For her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swallowing cloth or a sweat rag. <laughs> That's what it amounted to. And laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. See, there was nothing glamorous about this, this horse trough, a horse, I mean, I call it a horse a stall, but animal stall, where they brought Mary to have her baby. It wasn't sanitized. It wasn't clean. It wasn't, a, you know, it wasn't a little glamorous thing that you see, the little manger scene with the little, everything looks so holy and pure. And it was a cave, a dark, cold cave. And it wasn't, it wasn't nice. Listen to me. Jesus was born. In a main, I mean, in a, in, a, in, a, in a stall or cave. And see, Jesus, Jesus didn't have a glorious beginning. He wasn't born in a palace. Come on, somebody. He wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was poor. He started off him and with his family, Joseph and Mary. They were carpenters. They had to work. <laughs> the richest thing he had was when they brought those gifts to him. See? So they took those gifts and they fled to Egypt. So that you go to Matthew, you find out when the wise man came, the Lord warned Joseph to take Mary and the child and flee to Egypt. So I personally believe they took those gifts and they lived off of those gifts. You know? And then when Herod died, he told... Joseph, now go back. And they settled in Nazareth, right? But it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a scene that we see today. It wasn't this, this glamorous, little innocent, you know, pure scene. It was, it was ugly. It's like the cross. You know, you go to some, and you, they always portray the cross almost like a, a light coming out from behind, almost like it was like glorious. It was a it was an ugly tool, man. It was, it was it was a it wasn't something that was glamorized. It was two pieces of wood nailed together. It was dark. It, I mean, it was, it was I mean, it was ugly. It wasn't a, that pretty sight you see when you get pictures, you know, with Jesus light coming out of the back of the cross, and you know, and they almost make it look like it was almost holy, but it wasn't holy. The thing that was on it was holy. But the, the beams were an instrument of torture, an instrument of death. It was a judgment tool where men died. Many died. A lot of people were crucified. Rome didn't hesitate to crucify rebellious Jews. They, they, they did it and they loved it. But it wasn't, it wasn't nothing pretty. It wasn't nothing glamorous. It was, it was, it was, a, it was an instrument of death. So anytime you see when Jesus was born, he wasn't born in a clean holiday inn where you had, <laughs> come on somebody. He was born in a stall. And when you start thinking about that and then try to glamorize his birth, oh, it was holy. It was praised by heaven. But it was not the glamour you see today when you put the television on. or Well, you don't see it anymore anyhow, so don't even worry about it. I haven't saw it one time this year, this story about Jesus' birth. I mean, how you, not one time. Y'all might have. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I, I, I don't see nothing of it. And when they do show it, they try to disprove the Bible. I was watching a documentary and, and how they, they try to disprove the Bible and this and that, blah, 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 blah. You don't need a history channel. You need to turn that trash off. That's just some atheists trying to disprove God's word. That's all they are. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the Bible, they, they're not accurate. They, they're, they're, they're skeptics. They, they want to disprove the word of God. So, But anyway, and so we find Joseph and Mary. Jesus is born. And I want to read you a verse out of... Uh, 
Let's turn to Romans real quick. We know the story. We know what happened. If you honor Jesus' birth today, if you choose to do it as unto the Lord, the Bible says you esteem a day above. You're, I don't believe you're sinning. I don't. I believe the idea of trying to place a salvation based on a day somebody keeps or trying to tag on. It's like saying, you know, we're under the law. If you, if you're, if you, you don't do this, you, you go to hell. But you can't, you can't do that. I mean, Jesus judges a man by his heart, right? Like I said, I know Christians that love the Lord, that are born again. Godly men and women that celebrate Christmas. You know what I'm saying? They, they love the Lord. And they, they, they choose to honor his birth today, okay? I'm not the judge of these people. That is something out of conviction where, where you have to let the Lord deal with you on that, all right? But I'm only trying to show you if you're going to do it, you got to do it in the, in the spirit of the word. Worship is what they did. Worship, is, when Jesus was born, worship is what went out. Honor of the Lord went out. The, the, heaven praised this great event. Angels rejoiced in heaven over this. The shepherds came and they, they worshiped God. The, the, the wise men came and they worshiped Jesus. Okay? And it goes on. I didn't even turn my plane. <laughs> Romans 14. I know this is not a shouting message, praise God. But you know, I love you, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to hide the truth, okay? I think me, as a believer, myself, not you, okay? Don't think I'm trying to tell you what to do, because I can't. It's some, you got to take the word, and you got you to apply it yourself. I can't go to your house and... Tell you to throw your Christmas tree out the window if you have one. I can't go tell you to tell the reindeers off your, off your roof. I can't tell you that. That's not. My job is this. It's to tell you what the Bible says. Okay? And you go home and you decide what you're going to do. All right? Seriously. And that's between you and the Lord. Now, you might not feel convicted. Hey, praise God. That's you. You might feel convicted and fighting God. Then that's another issue. Right? But Paul said it like this. And, and let me read this to you real quick. He made it very clear. They were, again, they were talking about, see, in the, in the book, in the early church did not celebrate the birth of Jesus. There's nothing in the book of Acts or Paul's writings or any other scripture in the New Testament that says they even celebrated it. You know what I'm saying? And why? Why wasn't it? Now, I believe personally, like the resurrection, the death and burial and resurrection, Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me, okay? I'm talking about when Jesus died on the cross. We're to honor his death, burial, and resurrection. But it never really stated to honor his birth. Nowhere. I haven't found it yet. If you found it, let me know. Because I don't see it. And, but Paul made it very clear, because back then they were still dealing with certain days people kept. In Romans, okay? How people honored the Sabbath, how people didn't honor the Sabbath, how people honor certain days. You can get where I'm coming from. They were, they were still holding to a lot of the, even the disciples. You know, when, when Peter was on the rooftop, you know, the Lord sent down a sheet. You remember that? And he had all them unclean animals in there. And he says, kill Peter. And he said, I've never eaten anything common or unclean. Peter was still holding on to the law, the Old Testament law. He said, whatever I cleanse, don't, do you know, don't call common or unclean. So they, you read through the, the writings of, of Paul. Paul was getting this revelation that, listen, we're not under that old covenant no more. We're under the law of grace, right? The law of grace don't mean you can go do what you want. It don't mean you could, you could uh, have an idol and do what you want. It, it, or, or any, get in a, you know what I'm saying? It, it never covered sin. It just made it very clear that God... Gave you grace. From what? From hell. From judgment. From sin. Right? If we choose to still sin, then we spit in the face of Christ and spit in the face of grace. Right? 
But I don't want to get off into all that. This is what I want to read to you, okay? Paul's dealing with this issue with the certain days. People ate a certain type of food. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't eat things offered to idols. and You know what I'm saying? And I noticed something about Paul. He said, if what I do, if, if my freedom in Christ causes another man to fall, then I won't eat meat till, for never. See, some man, one man might be weak and, and tempted to eat things on their idols, Paul said. Well, another one, it don't bother him. Right? So he's addressing an issue about, about all this stuff, and he talks about keeping a certain day, which back then would have been mainly the Sabbath. Okay? Or keeping the feast days or, or you know, all these different days that the Jews had in their law. But it says here in Romans chapter 14, and I want to start about verse 5, okay? Well, let's start in verse 4. Who are you that judges another man's servant or another servant? To his own master he stands or fall. Who's your judge? Jesus, right? When the thing is when you start, now we know what the Bible says. What's sin? And if you see a brother sin and you face not to warn him, the Bible says that blood's on your hands. If you know something is sin and you see somebody doing it, you approach him and say, this is, not, this, is, this is sin. And it's not accepted in the kingdom of God. But you know, when you start judging people the what they eat, what they, they put on, right? How they wear their hair, so to speak, in the modern <laughs> church. You know, if they don't look like you and act like you and talk like you, you start judging them based on your own, I said that the other day, your own rule, your own measuring stick. Then it's called, I call it sin. Because God said, you can't judge another man's servant by his own master. Who's your master today? Jesus, right? So it's what he says. So go back and do what he says, not what I say, right? You're not, you're not going to heaven because I make a rule. You know what I'm saying? You're going to heaven because Jesus already set his rule. So he's saying this. He says, who are you to judge another man's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand or fall. For God is able to make him stand, right? God is your judge. I'm only a messenger. I'm not the messenger. I'm going to give you the word of God like you do to me. If you see me in, in, in sin, bring it to me. If God says it's wrong and I continue doing it, then I'm, I'm offending. I'm, I'm sinning against the Lord, right? Because before him I stand or fall. Before him I go to heaven or not, right? One person is esteemed one day above another. And he says... Another esteems every day alike. One says, I want to honor the Sabbath. You don't judge a man by that. I don't want to honor his birth. You still don't judge a man by that. In an all day to day. You know what I'm saying? Well, he don't celebrate Christmas. You still don't judge him by that. <laughs> He's, if I esteem every day alike and you esteem uh, the birth of Jesus and highly esteem, then that's not, that's, I mean, every day is alike. To one man, and every day somebody esteems another day above another. You don't judge a man by that. Just because he keeps a certain day, right? Let each, day be, let each one be fully convinced in his own, now this is the word, this is the word, in his own mind. He who observes a day, observes it to who? To the Lord, right? You ever read that in the Bible? Romans says it very clear. He who observes a day, he that observes the birth of Jesus, if he says I'm doing it to honor the Lord, then I'm, I'm not to judge that, right? Whether it be, a, and one says, well, I don't honor the Lord. Well, I'm still not supposed to judge it. I'm to judge what the word says, right? And what it says. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. When I look at the world, they're not honoring the Lord. That's not, as, what I see is not lining up with the word, okay? If we're going to observe his birth, it's a, it's a day of worship. It's a day of praising the Lord for his son, Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, they had, I don't see that today. I don't see that in a, in a, even in a, unless we decorate our churches in America. We look like something, I mean, Christmas trees and, and lights and 
everything else, you know, and you could find a Christmas tree in every honky-tonk today. Come on. You can even find them in whorehouses. You find them on every, nobody's protesting. Uh, ACLU's not out there saying, take that Christmas tree out. That's, that represents Jesus. Nobody's doing that. But put a cross up. <laughs> Come on. Or a little manger scene. Or the Ten Commandments. But nobody's fighting against the Christmas tree. Nobody's opposing the Christmas tree or the Santa Clauses or the reindeers. Or, nobody's saying this is religious. That's acceptable. But you can't put the truth out there, right? But he says here, in his own mind, he who observes the day deserves it, observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe, observe it does not observe it to the Lord. He who eats, or he talks about going back to the eating certain foods. Eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. He who does not eat, to the Lord he does not eat and gives God thanks. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? We spend more time worrying about <coughs> things that we should be concerned ourselves. What is honoring the Lord? Right? What is wrong? I'm a, I'm a, I want you to turn with me to Jeremiah. and I'm, I'm close, okay? What is the big highlight of Christmas? What is, what is, what's the center point? It's not the baby Jesus. It's the Christmas tree, right? What do you see every time you go down, you go down the uh, street? Uh, now, if you got a Christmas tree, I'm not judging you. Really, I'm not. It's, it, can't, it can't harm you. That's what the Bible says. It's not in to, to speak to you. It can't, it can't help you. It's a tree. Right? But it's what it represents, the problem, Right? Let me get my, get my verse in chapter 10 of Jeremiah. Now, there are people that try to interpret this other ways. They say, well, there's a totem pole you're fixing to talk about. No, it's not what it says. It says here. And there's one thing you're going to learn. This is for you and me, all of us. We, 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 we're to receive God's word, right? When God speaks, you listen, right? When he says, thus said the Lord... You listen, right? Hear the word which the Lord speaks. Who? <laughs> Chapter 10 of Jeremiah, verse 1. Hear the word which the Lord speaks to you. O house of Israel, thus says Lanny. <laughs> thus says Cotahone's Fellowship. Thus says, you can go on. Attack anything you want on there. Do not learn the ways of the heathens or the Gentiles. <laughs> you know when God says do not, what is that? A commandment, right? That's not an opinion. That's not what he thinks you ought to do. <laughs> he says that, right? He says do not learn the ways of the Gentiles or the heathens. Do not be dismayed at the signs of the heavens. For the heathens are dismayed at them or the Gentiles. For the custom of the people are futile. And it just means it's, 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 it's useless, really. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're wasting their time on something that does not honor the Lord. See, the thing about, it's not the, the statue of the problem. Come on, somebody. It's the worship. Right? That's, that's what I'm getting at. It's not the tree of the problem. It's what you put it as. What you make it symbolize. But the Bible says don't do it. It says here, for the custom of the people are futile or vain. For one cuts a tree. <laughs> now, I want you to read it yourself, okay? For one cuts a tree out of the forest, from the forest. The work of an axeman. He goes with his axe. He goes and he cuts the tree down, right? That's what he does with it. And he decorates it or adorns it with silver and gold. He nails it upright. He puts it upright. He nails it 
upright. And he puts it up and he, and he puts silver and gold around it. He decks it. What's that sound like to you? <laughs> Somebody amen me or something. What does it sound like to you? A Christmas tree, right? They take it and they, they cut it down with an axe and they drag it to their house and whatever, wherever they put it, and they deck it with silver and gold. We got one of the biggest Christmas trees right now sitting on the White House grounds where that flag was sitting. There's nobody opposing it, Brother Allen. Nobody says that's a Christian symbol. You got to get it out. Nobody's talking about it. The Christmas tree has free course in every place in America, but you cannot put a cross. You cannot put a Ten Commandments. You cannot put a Bible, but you can have a Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I didn't make that up, okay? Now, if you have a Christmas tree, you're not going to hell. Sister, come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. It's what, it, what, what are you portraying it to be. God says, don't do it. Don't do it. Now, you go with that. That's up to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. It says, thus said the Lord. It says, this is what God don't want you to do. It's a commandment, right? And he says, they cut it down. From the forest, and the workmen of a hand, workmen with an axe, and decorated with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and a hammer, so it does not tumble or fall. So they are upright like a palm tree. and cannot speak. <laughs> they have no life in them. They can't, they can't comfort you. They can't warm you. You know what I'm saying? They can't say, I'm going to make it better. It's a tree. But you know what? And, you, and, and listen, I'll just get you a picture of this. I'm not trying to condemn you. Listen, seriously. You do what you want to do. That's up between you and the Lord, okay? But what do they do when they go to get them presents from underneath that tree? They got to bow down. You ever thought about that? <laughs> they got to kneel down, bow down, and grab it. It's like the tree is offering them the gift. So they, they make a, you know... <laughs> You say, well, you, you just imagine. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you to get a picture of it. They bow down and they grab that present from underneath that tree. It's almost like they're worshiping it. And I'm not saying you are. Listen to me. I, that's not, listen, I wanted you to get, just see what I'm talking about. Why would you want something in your house that's a symbol of idolatry? The tree didn't do you no, nothing wrong. The presses didn't do you nothing wrong. But what are you trying to portray that thing to be? That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not going to be popular by saying this. I don't do it. Okay? Uh, I don't want it in my house. I have no desire for it in my house. We joke around me in books. No, we just, but I, I know it dishonors the Lord. The tree didn't rebel against God. You did. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the tree didn't drag itself. You dragged it. Right? The tree didn't decorate itself. You decorated it. <laughs> it's not in it to do good or evil. But God says, don't do it. It's a symbol of idolatry. I'm almost finished. You ever thought about the symbols that are on that tree? Let's take the, the most famous one, the bulbs. What you call that? You know, the, the ornaments. Don't you realize they're, they're shaped like the sun? You ever stop and look at that? They glimmer like the sun. Do you know one of the biggest sins in the Bible had to do with sun worship? You know, the ornaments, some people maybe don't put it, but, you know, I look at it, when you look at it on, on the surface, it's beautiful, man. I mean, I never saw somebody can make such a, a tree look so good. But a lot, of, a lot of stuff in that tree is, is a symbol of idolatry. One of the biggest problems we had in the church, on that church, in the, uh, uh, the beginning of this, current, this, this, when God created everything, it seems like the sun was the idea of worship. You know what I'm saying? And those little ornaments, it's a symbol of sun, the sun. It's, 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 it's a representative of the sun, which is paganism. Now, Praise God. I know this is not popular. If you want to talk, don't think I believe it. I want you to write some scriptures down. You can go check for yourself, okay? Write these scriptures down. And I have it 
Well, and I'm going to read you a few of them before you write. I'm gonna, let me read these verses to you. In 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 22, For they also built them high places. This is when Israel was in rebellion against God, right? And images and groves and, and every high hill under every green tree. <laughs> I want you to write that down so you don't think I'm lying to you, okay? The green tree was used in a symbol of idolatry. Not only in Jeremiah's time, when he quoted that, all through the Bible. It's, it's brought up as they would worship on these high hills and they would, they would worship under the groves and they'd worship under the evergreen. What is the Christmas tree? An evergreen. What is a Christmas tree? They don't use anything for a Christmas tree. They use the evergreen, right? The thing that lasts longer. And he goes on and says this. In Deuteronomy 12, verse 2, you shall, not, uh, you shall utterly destroy all the places where when Israel was going into, going to go into the, uh, the, the promised land, you was to go and destroy every place that these pagans worship, the things that they offered, used for worship. It says, you shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which you shall possess, the nations which you shall possess, that serve their gods, Upon the high mountains and under every hill and under every green tree. I didn't write it. Second Kings chapter 17, verse 10 says, And they set them up images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. You can find another verse like that in, in Isaiah 57, verse 5. Second Chronicles chapter 28, verse 4. Jeremiah 17, 2. 2 Kings 16, 4 is where they worship on the evergreen trees. And believe me, you know, there's, there's some good things about this day. I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, you know, a lot of families get together on Christmas. It seems like they don't get together any time of the year. People say, well, I'm all for families getting together. I'm all for families, you know, Coming. I love Thanksgiving. That's why we promote it here. But you know, to know something and not to do it is sin. I didn't write that, okay? When God says something, like Jeremiah said it. See, God, God hasn't changed his mind about... See, that's the Old Testament. No, that's God. God said he to do it. God, God hasn't changed his mind about sin. He hasn't changed his mind about idolatry. He hasn't changed his mind about none about that. We have the grace of Jesus. See? And when you tell me, well, I know it's not Jesus' birthday, but I'm going to do it anyhow. Now you say I'm doing it for the, for the birth of Christ? Then I'm not going to judge you, esteem you better. That day. You, put, you put it as you want to honor his birthday? Please do. If, you, if, if you're all right with it and in Christ, please do. That's, uh, that, that's not your problem. But was he ever in it? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I know a lot of churches today. Oh, they're singing songs about, you know, Christmas songs and stuff. And I like some of them. I like the Away in the Manger. I like, uh, you know, Silent Night. I like... Uh, you know, I, I, you listen. I mean, it's, it's, it sings about Jesus, about his birth and stuff. But you know, when you get to the point with the, with the spirit that's there, why are you singing them songs? Why are you, you know, doing all that stuff? Is it about Jesus' birth? You might be for you, might be about it, but for a lot of people, it's not. Not. And uh, for a lot of, and I don't think this nation is acknowledging Jesus' birth today. I'll be honest with you. Because it's, it's, like I said, go anywhere, any place of sin, and you're going to find the Christmas tree. You're going to find the little candy canes. You're going to find the mistletoes. You're going to find, you know, everybody's doing this thing. But today, if you honor his birth, rejoice in it. At least do what the Bible says. When they did it, they worshiped. If you want to get on your knees and say, Lord, I thank you for coming on this earth and, and, and being born. Come and, and, and 
You know, I'm dying for my sins. Oh, please do. But to honor him is to honor his word. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to finish with this. Everything that's going on right now is going to be judged by God's word, right? Including Christmas. Christmas has to hold the light to this book, okay? Or Easter or whatever. When we could talk, we talk about different many. Huh? Listen, New Year's is coming up, and that's just as bad. Where people are getting drunk. You know, I thank God for a new start. But I'm not going to go celebrate New Year's. Because New Year's is another drunken celebration. We used to come here and we used to pray, and that's great. But how many people you think are praying in the New Year's? <laughs> They're drinking in the New Year's. They're carousing in the New, in the new Year's. They're doing all that stuff. But I, I, I want to... I think it's a brand, the New Year's is always to a lot of people, it's a brand new start. Start changing things. Change them now. Start today. <laughs> you know? But anyway, praise God. If you can stand up, we're going to pray, okay? Please don't think I'm condemning you if you celebrate Christmas. I want to give this to you, okay? One thing I've heard somebody say, this church is going to preach the truth. The money said, if you go over there, you're going to hear this. Well, this is not popular. It's not, seriously. And I don't think it's for you to go put your finger in somebody's face. See, you, a, newborn, a new Christian that's just coming up, they don't need to hear that. Because they're going to say, well, I don't want to, they don't want to celebrate. You, you, you tell them about Jesus, Okay. Somebody that needs, we know better because most of us have been saved a long time. But to come and try to evangelize somebody, tell them Christmas is a sin, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't. Because they, they're just starting off. You might gear them way off. They, they, they think Christmas is a wonderful thing on the earth. But I'm saying is that what about me and you? Okay? Everybody in this building today knows what the Bible says about Jesus' birth, right? And you need to go and apply it into your life. And ask the Lord, was Brother Lanny lying to us? You know? Come on. Now, if you don't feel convicted about it, I'm not going to tell you anything. But as a pastor of this church, I have to tell you. Right? Because everybody's supposedly thinking about Jesus' birth, which I don't think is the truth. I don't think, I don't think there's much. Jesus is not even going to be. Listen, if, Jesus, if this was Jesus' birthday, why don't we take all the beans of dollars and we put it on the mission field? Give it to the hungry. Give it to the churches that are struggling and trying to preach the gospel. Why don't we do that? You know how long Christmas will last? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> if we really want to honor Jesus' birthday, you know what I'm saying? Then why don't we do what Jesus would do? Why don't we give what Jesus supports, Right? You know how fast Christmas will last? You know how long it will last? If somebody would get up and say, no more giving gifts to each other. Let's give everything to the mission work. Let's give everything to the gospel. Even in churches. They would, <laughs> they would drop it. But that's not going to happen, okay? But I encourage you today. As people are thinking about his birth, which I don't think is much, okay? Maybe you are. And please, if you feel you want an honest bird, please do. Nobody's judging you. Honest bird today, tomorrow, next week. Because like I said, it was a great event. It caused heaven to rejoice when he was born. You've got to think about that. It wasn't that this thing was, was waited on. Jesus, they were waiting for the Messiah. Coming all the way back, I think, even to Adam and Eve. Where you, the, the Bible says that you're going to bruise his heel, you're going to trample his, you know, the verse that talks about that's the first prophecy of the coming of Christ. That Jesus would die on the cross and he would bruise Satan's heel. But we're going to pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, God, I thank you for Jesus, Father. God, I thank you that he was born. I thank you that he died on the cross for us, Lord God. And we rejoice in that great day when he, did, when he was born. And when he did come, and when he did die, Lord, we thank you and honor you this day. 
Father God, we honor your, his birth. We honor his death and resurrection. We honor his life. And I honor his great mercy that he gives us every day. And his love for us. Father, right now, Father, as we go, Father, let us remember that Jesus is the hope of eternal life. Jesus is our hope of all that we need, Father God, to make it and survive. In Jesus' name.